Welcome to the Living Rock Podcast. I want to look at a passage with you this morning from Ezekiel chapter 47, verses 1 to 12. We've, we've been looking at them quite a bit, on and off in different settings. Um, but the first uh, meeting of the year, this year, David gathered a few of us together, and as he read this scripture, I literally felt a leap on the inside. Please, God, let me do this this morning in its entirety, because I leapt on the inside. The spirit jumped within me when I heard this scripture, and excitement filled my mind and my heart, and faith rose. And I thought, God, it's coming. The next move of the Spirit is coming. The, the deeper depths, the more, the more is coming as I heard this scripture. And so as I heard it, I felt the yearning in my heart for all that God has for us leapt. I found myself speaking in tongues and, and speaking in tongues and speaking in tongues. I couldn't stop speaking, speaking in tongues. Um, the Spirit was really encouraging me and spurring me on and I trust that that is what he will continue to do this morning as we spend some time in his word. It's been so exciting to hear the testimonies today, the salvations that we're hearing about, the baptisms in water, the wonderful depths of prayer and fasting, a passion for that that's recently been coming into the body of Christ here the Holy Spirit is moving through us. He's doing a wonderful work. And he is saying to us that the best days lie ahead. There is so much more for us. When we gathered here last weekend for the regional gathering, um, there were many words that came through the prophets that encouraged us that this is a significant time. This is a time of great harvest. This is a time of great moving of the Spirit. One even said, this is like, going to be like Pentecost again. I heard that. God wants us to have a revelation this morning. He wants us to see supernaturally, to see things that are not yet visible, but with him, they will become visible. I tend to see things in pictures and images. I'm not really a very good former... Uh, you know, general teacher, it's teaching in formulaic way, that's not really the way I see and hear from God, but see more in pictures and images. And so today, as I try and share some of those with you from this passage, I trust that you'll catch something from the Spirit, uh, what He wants to say. So we're going to look at these uh, verses, I'm going to work through the verses verse by verse and share as I go along. And um, the very first verse says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. He brought me out by way of the north gate and led me around on the outside to the outer gateway that faces east. And there was water running out 
on the right side. And when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters and the water came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through and the water came up to my waist. Again, he measured 1,000 and it was a river that I could not cross for the water was too deep. Water in which, which one must swim, a river that cannot be crossed. He said to me, son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. When I returned there, Along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Then he said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region, goes down into the valley and enters the sea. And when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the waters go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there for they will be healed and everything will live wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it in Engede to en Eglaim. They will be places for spreading their nets. The fish will be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea exceedingly many but its swamps and marshes will not be healed they will be given over to salt along the bank of the river on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for food their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. I was reading from the New King James Version. I've enjoyed it. Um, so I hope that's been okay for you to see that up on the screen. Ezekiel has a man from heaven, a heavenly, a heavenly man who shows him around gives him this vision, says, come on, come on a virtual tour with me. I want to show you something. I want you to see something. And the first thing he sees is water flowing out of the temple. He sees it coming under the threshold. He sees it flowing out. He sees it flowing out and down the east side and into the valley. When I saw that, when I saw that water, it reminded me of Jesus. I remember that Jesus said that he was the living water. If anybody is thirsty, they can come to me and drink. I remember that Jesus talked about living waters flowing from our inner beings. I remember that the Lord sent us life when he sent Jesus to the earth for us. Living water. Jesus said to the woman, well, ask me and I will give you living water. You will never thirst again. 
This water that was coming out from under the threshold was coming from the inner sanctuary, the place of God's presence, the Father's heart, as it were. This water was supernatural. This water was miraculous. It was not born of earth. It was born of heaven. I can see Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if anyone's thirsty, let them come to me and drink meaning that streams of living water would flow from their hearts. He was referring to the baptism in the Spirit that would come on his ascension. But you know, we also see that this water is coming underneath the threshold, the door, the gateway. Well, Jesus said, I'm the gateway. He said, I am the gate. I'm the way that you can come into the presence of God. And I see that water and it's coming under the door. But a day was coming when that door would be opened and all the water would come rushing out for all of us who are thirsty. Jesus is the doorway and the gateway. He is the living water. Do you remember when Jesus died on the cross and it tells us in the word that a soldier dug a spear into his side and blood and water came forth? And I looked at this and I saw the water flowing down the east side of the temple and down into the valley. The life, the living life of Jesus, the water of life flowing out of him all the time. Now he's ascended and water is being flowing out towards us by his spirit. The water is direction is the east. And I looked this up, I did do a bit of study there, and I discovered that's where the sun rises. That's where every new day begins in the east. And Jesus' life was poured out like that water. It flowed out and it made its way eastward. And it was heralding a new day, a new beginning, a new era. Life has come from the sanctuary. I see Jesus when I look at that. When I see that water flowing from the throne room, I'm grateful. I say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for what you did for me. Thank you that that water could come from heaven. Thank you that, God, you love me so much that you sent Jesus, his life for us. He came like living water for those who are thirsty. He came as food for the hungry. He came for the sick to heal them. He came for those who were in shame to give them forgiveness and to demonstrate the kingdom of God. He came to be with people. He came to be surrounded by people. He came to show compassion to people. It's important that we know and understand and, and continue to see Jesus because he is the source. He was crucified on that cross and died. But the one Jesus who declared he would give living water to those who believe in him was not finished. He was risen from the dead. He is victorious and death and hell are totally overcome. Hallelujah. Amen. And you know what that means? That means he could do the next thing, which was to pour out his spirit 
upon all flesh. I see Pentecost in this water that's coming out of the throne room. The Holy Spirit, Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going, but I'm going to give you someone else who is just like me, but you will do what I have done and greater. And it's because you're going to have my helper come to you, my guide. Now, Ezekiel has a great guide in this vision. The guide, the man, shows him every step to take, doesn't he? And Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to give you a guide. I'm going to give you a helper. And he's going to take you step by step. And you're going to find my life flowing through you like rivers of living water from your hearts. The Holy Spirit. So the disciples wait. They wait, as instructed by Jesus. Wait until my Holy Spirit comes. And then finally, in Acts 2, we read about the great outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the disciples in the upper room. A mighty wind, a mighty wind seems to be roaring. And into the house and into the room comes a visitation of the Spirit of God. Only this is not temporary. This is, I'm coming to fill you. I'm the one who's been sent. I am coming to fill you with the life of Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit filled the house. Just like Jesus, he came. What seemed like flames of fire seemed to be resting on their heads. And he came and he took up his place within those believers. <coughs> Jesus came on the earth. He did what God had apportioned him to do on the earth. He ascended and then he sent the Spirit. And this is what we see in this, uh, in this vision from Ezekiel. We see this progression because now the Holy Spirit, this living water, is like a river. He is like a river running through the lives of all the believers. He's like a, a, a river that will not stop. This river just keeps flowing. Ezekiel saw a constant flow of water coming out of the temple. Now these believers, they have the, the Holy Spirit living in them. And the Holy Spirit is taking them from one house to the next house, to the next house, to the next house. And this river of life is flowing all the way through. And as they go from house to house, they're seeing people healed, they're seeing people saved, they're seeing people set free, they're seeing people come to know the Lord Jesus, be baptised in water, be filled with the Holy Spirit, and then they have a river in their hearts and they're going to do the same. The river is flooding the earth. Hallelujah! Woo! We need to see this. We see too many things that are negative, but we need to see what God says His intention is for His earth and our part that we play in it. Acts uh, 2 and um, chapter... Sorry, Acts chapter 2 and verses 44. And I do realise these are scriptures that you're all really familiar with. But 
They are so good. Um, because this river is not just about... <laughs> no, I'm not even going to say that. This river is about seeing people saved and healed and sharing the gospel and uh, uh, um, doing the good works of Jesus and the deeds and the teaching. But it's also our life together as believers. He's come to give us life and it's salvation, but it's much, much more. There's a life that he wants us to enjoy. And I believe this is one of the things that we will discover as we go deeper and deeper and further and further. Acts 2, Acts chapter 2, verse 44. Now all who believed were together and had all things in common and sold their possessions and goods and divided them among everyone who had need. So continually, continuing daily. Do you know the river never goes to sleep? The river runs 24-7. Uh, with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and simplicity of heart, praising God and having favour with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Amen. Amen. Who does not want to be a part of that? God is so kind and gracious. He wants us to enjoy an abundant life. And that's just the beginning. We can go deeper. The river flows through the gathered believers from house to house. This amazing life that these believers are enjoying is not about holding on to your own things, doing your own thing, It's really about giving everything you have to others. That's so simple, isn't it? This life, it seems to me that to go deeper in this life of the Spirit is that we just have to realise and think and ask the Holy Spirit to help us. It's not about my plans, me, what I can do, what I can't do. It's about everybody else. It's about others. Jesus died for others. He preferred the Father's purpose. As we received the baptism of the Spirit, a river of life came and and, uh, embedded in our lives. We have the life of Jesus Christ living in us, and he is more than willing to lead the way. We have a guide. We have a leader. We have one that will show us the way, the Holy Spirit. He will lead us. And the same Holy Spirit is here this morning. The same Holy Spirit who came from heaven at the word of Jesus Christ and came onto the earth and filled the the upper room and filled the house and went from house to house to house to house to Judea, to Samaria, to the ends of the earth. The same Holy Spirit is here right now. Right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. There's a river in here. Amen. Amen. If we really believe that, we will be transformed. Oh, hallelujah. We've so much more, haven't we? 
In this room this morning, there is a powerful transformational river of life. And we cannot underestimate what the river of life, the Holy Spirit, we cannot underestimate him. He came from heaven. He was before time. We cannot underestimate him. Hallelujah. Hey, praise the Lord. Glory to God. He is so good. Jesus wants to burst through doors and he wants the kingdom to be seen by everyone. And he wants people to come into the kingdom. We have heaven poured out on earth, increasing measures by the Holy Spirit. I don't believe we've quite got to the sea yet. I think we have a lot more to enjoy. God's intention is always for increase and he wants to fill everything with his life. We are brimming with the potential of the river of life. Whether you agree with that is not the issue. The Holy Spirit is like that. That's his nature. That's his character. That's who he is. And if he lives in you, he's going to be like that. That's what he wants to do. But do we want him to lead us into that life that he has for us? If you sit here, I sometimes think on a Sunday when I'm here or at home, um, all over the world right now there are people worshipping Jesus. There are churches in Kenya where they're jumping up and down, singing praises to God, calling on the Holy Spirit. All over the world, all over the world, there are people who are singing and shouting and praising God, who are seeing people born again and baptised in water, who are being raised from the dead, who are receiving healings, who are being set free. It's going on all over the world. And what God has started, he will finish because Jesus is coming again. And the whole earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. We can be sure of that. That's why we can be bold, because we know the end. But we need a guide. We need a man who will help us. And verses three to five, we see Ezekiel taking these steps with the leading of the Spirit, and he's in different depths of water as he goes. The Holy Spirit takes him out, and then the Holy Spirit brings him back and then the the Holy Spirit does the measure and leads him out. The Holy Spirit's a wonderfully kind, patient person, isn't he? He doesn't say, come on Ezekiel, get down here. No. He says, come this way, come this way, come this way. Let me show you. Let me tell you. In fact, like all good guides, he says, let me show you the sights. Yeah? Until verse 5 in these scriptures, things seem fairly straightforward for Ezekiel. He's ankle deep, he's knee deep, he's uh, waist deep. He goes from the shallows to the depths with his helper, with his friend, with his guide. And it's quite, it's good. This is a a nice river. Oh, look. Yep, oh, yep, look. Wow, that was quick. That was quick. 
The Holy Spirit is leading him from simple things, small things. See, everything in this passage starts with seemingly small things, but they grow and become great. And he's taking Ezekiel through some steps. He's encouraging him. He's saying, you can do this. Look at this. It feels good, doesn't it? You can do this. He's encouraging all the way. Being led by the Spirit is having a relationship with him. It's listening to him. It's talking with him. It's asking him questions. That's what Jesus did, you know. He talked with the Father and he, he communed with him. And in the same way, for us with the Holy Spirit, we always have someone we can talk to about what steps to take next. We always have someone with us to show us where to put our feet. The Holy Spirit. Because he never leaves you. He is always with you. You are never alone. You're not dropped and then said, figure it out for yourself. No, the Holy Spirit is with you and he is with you to help you. But you must let him be the leader because he's the only one that knows the way. Let him lead. But hang on a second. I'm not sure I want to. I don't think I want to go that way. Oh, but that's the way. Yep, but I don't think I want to go that way. Okay, but that is the way. Yeah, but I don't, right now I don't want to. And then after a little while, you, you realize, okay, you were right. I was wrong. You need to follow his leading. I have some friends that taught me a bit about this. Um, they were called Ted Nestor. Many of you will, will know them. They are in glory right now, enjoying the presence of the Lord, <laughs> which uh, I would love to have a window into that. But Ted Nestor, every morning, they would start their morning, Holy Spirit, where would you like us to go today? Who would you like us to talk to today? I know they did that because I saw them do that. I spent a lot of time with them. And then uh, Ted would say, well, you know that man, that man? And Esther would say, oh, do you mean so-and-so that we met at the garage? That's the one we need to give him a call. And they'd give him a call, go and have a coffee and share the gospel with him. There was a river in their life and they followed the course of the river. They chose to make the Holy Spirit's preferences the first thing in the morning because it was a new day. But it's not my day, it's the day that the Lord has made. I know there are many times where I've just felt I'd known the leading of the Holy Spirit for different things and others in here. I have my friend Sharon sitting right opposite me here. I never forget many times knowing the Holy Spirit had brought her to me. The doorbell goes, there she is, comes in and she ministers the word to me. The Holy Spirit had told her to come and see me. This is life in the Spirit. Say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to encourage today? He gives you a name, he gives you a picture, he shows you something and you pick it up and you're faithful to it and the other person receives life from you. These are simple steps. And then you, you realize, actually, the Holy Spirit 
He wants to give you something a little bit more. Maybe he wants you to go to a new place, new group of people. Maybe he wants you to initiate something new uh, in terms of a, a ministry or an outreach or whatever it is. The Holy Spirit has loads of great ideas he just wants to share with us. I really believe that. Mike Nicholson, who's a wonderful man from a church in Canada, he says this in his book, a key to seeing into the spiritual is to be aware we can do nothing by ourselves, but we are surrounded always by the active ministry of someone else who is our constant companion and guide. The river of the Holy Spirit is bursting out of you. Amen? There is much more to be accomplished. And I don't know how you feel about it, but I know I would like to follow him more closely and find myself walking in the stream and the current that the Holy Spirit has for me. And for our life as a, as a church, for our, our shared life, our round the table our love with one another, our generosity to one another, our kindness to one another. All that could go so deep. It could be amazing. I'm not saying we don't do those things because we do. But you know what Paul says to the Thessalonians? You're brilliant at this, but do it more. It's not time to stop at this depth because it's great. There's a greater depth. There is more. Amen? Oh, are you hungry? So Ezekiel gets to verse 5 and, and he faces this river that is too big to cross. <clears throat> uh, you know, sometimes you can look at things and they can feel a bit overwhelming. I know sometimes when I was involved in Mumstop, I'd look at the crowd in the car park and I'd feel, oh my word, how are we going to do that? <clears throat> but... Jesus was surrounded by a great harvest. He was followed by crowds all the time. People interrupted his day all the time. That's because he was in the flow of the purpose of God. But he didn't look at the, at the crowds and think, oh my goodness, <coughs> how am I going to, to meet all those needs? He didn't. Excuse me. He sees <clears throat> a stream flowing. He sees a kingdom coming. He sees a river from heaven that flows through him and brings life. He doesn't see all the needs and the problems such that he's overwhelmed. He sees the answer. He sees what's coming, the answer, the solution the love and power of God. That's what he sees. I learnt from that, that, that love, love is the key. Love is the key. He sees a solution, an answer, and he reaches out in love and compassion. And the Holy Spirit says, I can move in that. I can move in that. And he will. <clears throat> 
It's not about what we can do or what we can't do, but it's what the Holy Spirit wants to do through us. Jesus is all sufficient. Ezekiel now in verse six, he looks um, at this river and then his wonderful guide uh, says, son of man, have you seen this? He wasn't to be consumed with crossing the river that was too deep to swim in. But rather, he was taken to look at what was happening on the riverbanks. He wasn't to look at something and be overwhelmed by it. This deeply growing river, this, this widening river that he personally, in his own strength, couldn't make his way through. But rather, he was to look at the banks and see what was happening there. The man says, have you been watching? Or have you got stuck in a depth that seems unmanageable and now comfortable? Sometimes we can, we can stop because something seems a little bit overwhelming or impossible. But actually, God has an answer for all our moving from one depth to the other. Ezekiel is taken to look up look around him and see just a little bit of something great, something miraculous, something beautiful, something harmonious and stunning. Lots of trees of many kinds are shown to him and then he sees the final destination of the river as it flows down to the sea and brings health where there was death and a multitude of fish come alive. Ezekiel's gaze is taken from, from a quandary and he's shown the vision and he's shown how these trees can just grow by the, the riverside. These are not ordinary trees, they're amazing trees. He's shown those. His gaze is taken on what God is going to do and what God can do. What he's going to do is he's going to take the salty water and make it pure and clean and what he can do is, use the, is feed the trees on the banks and make them fruitful. Amen. Yeah? <clears throat> it's the same water, the same how, the same love, the same compassion, but the difference is we're going into deeper measures. And uh, Jesus said that we would do greater things. So are we captured by this vision? I am. <laughs> There's no question about this. There's a certainty. It's not, well, maybe God will do this or, or might he do this. It's a certainty. This is where we're going. How we, you know, how we choose to get there is up to us because we have free choice, but the Holy Spirit is one takes us in this fantastic uh, channel of love and grace and mercy that only he has. <clears throat> Ezekiel doesn't have time to say, but I can't swim. He's rather swept up in the excitement and the confident faith in the power and purpose of the Holy Spirit. He sees something else. And it's not like, I can't swim. It's like, wow, that's amazing. Let's go. Yeah? Sometimes we need to, to see the, wow, that's amazing. We need to see the vision. 
The river sustains supernatural, abundant life on the banks. And in verses 9 to 12, we can see that described to us. We have the Holy Spirit in our hearts, and he has a great journey and a destination for us. And these riverbanks contain all the life drawn from the river to cause these trees to be miraculous, to be super abundant. Um, it's, it's a wonderfully abundant picture. Um, in uh, verse, where am I now? 10, I think it is, isn't it? Yeah. In verse, t- uh, no, verse 9. It shall be that every, li- every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. Jesus came to be with people. There will be a, a bountiful, multiple massive amount of fish if these waters go there. This is so simple, isn't it? These waters, the waters that we have within us, the Holy Spirit, this is about a miraculous life. This is about a transformation. And if we will go with the Holy Spirit there, he will cause there to be a great catch of fish. Do you remember David was talking about that? at um, Momentum recently. These waters go there to other people, to go to other people. It's great for us to spend time together and to enjoy our life and to go deeper in that, but these waters have to go to other people. Yeah, All kinds of people, other people. That's really simple, isn't it? So where are the streams of life flowing to? What's the direction? Well, it's from our lives, from our homes, from our gatherings, from our everyday life, from our covenant love, our fellowship, from our kitchen tables and our hospitality, from our generosity, from our encouragement, our overflowing together. Excuse me, together. This is the river. Our life is attractive and we are fruitful because of our life being like that. So how about these supernatural trees? Well, let's look at verse 12. Along the bank of the river on the side and that will grow all kinds of trees. Their leaves will not wither and their fruit will not fail. They will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. No, that's you and me. The Bible talks about the, the righteous, the believers, being like trees. So these trees are you and me. And we can be fruitful because our roots go into this river and drink. We drink from the river of delights. This river of the Holy Spirit that is in us brings us into life. That's interesting. Um, yeah so these supernatural trees they feed and are plugged in 
to this river. And like that, we have this river inside us, the Holy Spirit. And so we look and start talking to the Holy Spirit and we get encouraged. We might start speaking in tongues and get encouraged because speaking in tongues builds us up and we hear things from him and he helps us. But that's our supernatural life, isn't it? Living with the Holy Spirit within us. Drinking from the Holy Spirit. Not just surviving, but thriving. Because this water comes from the sanctuary. This is not ordinary water. We're drinking from the Holy Spirit. We're living out from the Holy Spirit. All kinds of trees, all varieties, they're used for food. So many times we'll come across food in the life of Jesus. Either he describes himself as food, or he's eating food, or he's breaking up small amounts to make humongous amounts of food. Food features big time, and these trees are used for food. And so just like Jesus, we, like those trees, will produce fruit, and that fruit will feed others. So there are a lot of people that need to eat from you and me. They need to be nourished by us. They need to hear God's word. They need to receive from us the life of God. The fruit uh, from our lives will feed the hungry. I've got a friend who's just had a promotion at work and she said, I haven't got any qualifications. I've got actually no sort of education that would mean I should get this job. But when she asked why have I got this job, they said, well, we just really like your attitude. We can put you in that position because you're going to influence everybody else with your attitude, the way that you care. All, all her, her fruit was making a way for her in her work where she can be uh, fruitful in sharing the gospel. <clears throat> These leaves don't wither. They're full of life. They're full of goodness. They never die, but they're vibrant and healthy they produce fruit every month, every month, every month. We keep talking about every, daily addition every day. How wonderful that um, we can bring food and healing without it stopping. Because the Holy Spirit through us wants to continue to use us to bring healing and to bring uh, the gospel food. Hallelujah. Jesus went to parties and weddings. He went to other people. He went into marketplaces. And he was like food and he was like medicine in those places. And so are we. We need to go to those who are in despair. Because we are not we have the answer to despair. We do have the answer to despair. His name is Jesus. He is the answer. And the Holy Spirit will help us to take that message to all those who are in despair. I was shocked by this. I discovered that there is actually something called deaths of despair. Maybe people in here are aware of that. I was reading an article. You know, sometimes you just Google things and think, I wonder what will come up. And I Googled, how can you heal a nation in a day? <laughs> because Isaiah says that a nation can be born in a day. 
and we have leaves for healing, with medicine. And we can minister to um, people that we're near to, but God's saying we're going to go deeper. So I started to think about nations. How can nations be healed? I discovered what, um, in America, there's a group in America who particularly um, labeled a condition and they call it deaths of despair. And this is what it says. Our nation, and this is, this is current, faces layered social, economic, political, climate and health crises, including a crisis of mental health and addiction. Along hundreds of thousands, sorry, alongside hundreds of thousands of deaths from COVID-19, the growing problem of deaths of despair will increase due to underlying trauma, social disconnectedness, and profound economic fallout stemming from the pandemic. But even before COVID-19, these issues of despair were killing us. Change is possible, starting with pragmatic action in our communities. The first reaction was how horrible that this, this, this has been named like this. But then I thought, Jesus doesn't look at that and say, oh, deaths of despair. He looks at that. Let me just say, I'm not saying it's terrible. It is terrible. But he looks at that and he says, that's why I came. That there might not be despair. I came because I am the one who will lift people out of despair. And it talks here about a pragmatic action in communities. We are a community. We can take a pragmatic action. And we can say, Holy Spirit, lead us into places where there is despair, that we might come with the life and the joy of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God and bring the gospel to those who are suffering for all these different reasons. I think this could have been describing the UK quite easily, very easily. But God has put us here for a reason. He's got us with our roots into the river. He's filled us, in other words, with the Holy Spirit, the same river that we saw coming from the sanctuary. Let's just go back to the last bit of, of uh, verse 12. It says, they will bear fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. We needed to see the water coming from the sanctuary first to understand how we can be so fruitful. And that's because we see Jesus in the sanctuary and with his life the Holy Spirit in us we can be those with the answer for the deaths of despair let's have a heart and a desire growing increasingly in us to follow the spirit and to take us to be like Jesus food and medicine for those who are sick and weary and in despair and let us be those who are so much wanting to love one another share with one another minister and encourage to one another enjoy one another 
that our life would explode with even more of the life of the Spirit amongst us, that these two things would cause there to be the most incredible expansion of the kingdom of God all around us. This is where we're going. This is the route. That's the map from the sanctuary to the sea. Filled with the Holy Spirit. Not afraid about the the deep waters, but look at the trees. Look at all the trees. There's a river in here, but there's also trees. Many people are going to come and want to feed from you. Many people are going to want to come under your branches. Many people are going to find they can rest with you. You're going to embrace people who are in despair. And you're going to bring them in to the kingdom of God. Where they can enjoy life in the spirit. By the river. Watching all the trees blossom. In the shade in the presence of the Lord, enjoying his presence. So I'm going to just close now and uh, give you some little thoughts. Let's be a house from which the river will flow freely, totally abandoned to his will and purpose. Let me just preface this by saying it's not that we're not doing these things but it's going into the next measure, into the next depth. Let's open the door of our house, our homes, and let the love of God flow like a river. Let the life of Jesus stream to all those around us. Be willing to go with the flow wherever he takes us. Maybe it's a new group of friends, a new job, a new responsibility, a new house, or a geographical area. Let's ask the Holy Spirit to lead us every day. Who do you want us to talk to today? What do you want us to do for you today? Choose to see the love and power of Jesus over and above any challenges or overwhelming thoughts that would prevent us from going any deeper. I'm not going to see that that way anymore in the natural. How can I do that? I'm not going to see it like that. I'm going to see Jesus and the river that comes from the throne. Plunge yourself into the word, worship and fellowship and draw upon the Holy Spirit to sustain you super abundantly. Super abundantly. And the last thing, share your excitement with each other. Share your excitement with each other. It's catching. (laughs) Amen? Amen. Thank you for your time this morning. Um, I did ask Holly if we could have a song to finish which I just feel would be good for us but um, yeah should we just wait on the Lord just say thank you Lord
Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You know when Faith brought the, the uh, word and the following words? We are simply vessels through which God works. He chooses to work through us by his spirit. And we are going to be poured out. We're going to pour out the love of Jesus. Pour out to many, many people. But you know, you're never going to be empty. You will never be empty because the Holy Spirit is completely and totally always there, always filling us. He isn't limited. He's limitless. It doesn't matter if you've been a Christian one day or 60 years. It doesn't matter if you're a young person, a baby, or if you're in your 90s. The Holy Spirit lives in you as a river that is eternally wanting to flow through you. And he will lead you. He wants to do the works of Jesus through you. Everybody is included. Everybody counts. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, thank you, Lord. Let's just draw into his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Holy Spirit, we just want to thank you this morning for all that you do through us. And thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence with us. Oh, thank you that we are never alone. But you lead us and you guide us carefully. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, we so desire to know you more and more intimately. To find ourselves hearing your voice in the busyness of our days that we find ourselves hearing your voice over and above everything else. Holy Spirit, we ask that you will help us to go into greater depths you will fill us with boldness and faith oh hallelujah thank you Lord hallelujah
Thanks for joining us today. Search for us online and get information about upcoming events and more great teaching.